1: Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to the latest episode of Diversity in Fellowship. We missed last week because of some crazy weather in uh, our area in uh, Missouri, and so I know a lot of folks have had crazy weather in different places. We're hoping everybody's safe and warm today, Um, but we're glad to get back together Today we are going to be talking about the worship divide. Now we're not necessarily talking about the worship the 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 worship wars, you know, right. contemporary versus um traditional. traditional, but but more of the worship divide along the lines of racial differences. Yes. I remember Kenny when we were still kind of working through, thinking through the merge and what we were going to do and um, We were doing some training and doing some different meetings or whatever. And I had a guy sit down with me and he said, I think you guys can make this work if you can figure out music. Yeah. And I I mean, what's weird is, is that I I knew exactly what he was talking about. Right. right. I mean, he, there is a very different uh, approach to music, a very different style of music within uh, your typical black church and your typical white church.
0: And now that I think about it, that's one of the first questions we get asked a lot when we that's do right. an interview or yeah. anything, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So how, what, how kind do we do, what, what do we do about music? Yeah.
1: What's your music, you know? Yeah. And and what's weird is that's a, that's a normal question. Yes. But when I think about it, when I stop and think about it, I'm like, what a weird idea. Yes. That the main, one of the main dividing lines between. A white church and a black church would be music, yes. right? And I would say this way: one of the main obstacles to fighting for unity within the church is actually music preferences. Now, maybe that leads back to the corporate or the uh, worship wars, right? Right. Uh, because there is, it's music is divisive, unfortunately. But it's yes. it's it's divisive along many different lines. I mean, some people are like, I will never attend a church that has drums. Right. And then there are other people like, I will never attend a church that doesn't have drums. Yes. I mean, it's like that's a—I have drawn the line in the sand around whether or not they have a drum kit on mm-hmm. the stage. That is what matters more to me than anything else. And so I, I think it's weird. But now that—so that was kind of an, an introduction to me, I guess, as far as—or uh, one of the one of the stories I, I think about when we're talking about these differences in corporate worship. But there, But it's not just music there there are other issues one of the one of the big ones that we want to talk about today is preaching yes now, there are there are differences in kind of your typical african american preacher and your typical white preacher right now some of those are stereotypes and some of those lines have obviously been blurred cuz there's not one way that a white guy preaches or one way that a black guy preaches. like there's very much so yeah there's there's all kinds of differences but there are generally yes you know you could say there's an approach. There's a there's a certain style uh, among African American preachers, and there's a certain style among uh, white preachers, and so we want to talk about some of those things. So let let let's begin, Kenny. Let's um, what we we kind of we kind of identified the major major differences are, are music and preaching. Although there are some others. Yes. We've talked about what are, what are some of the others that uh, maybe at least need mm-hmm. to be mentioned?
0: Yeah, I would say during. Um during a black service, um, and once again, we're speaking very generally here, mm-hmm. um, that there's less structure. Yes. Right. Um, less, uh, devotion to the order of service, mm. uh, in the bulletin. And so you have, um, like times for it to give testimonies, right? time to give prayer requests, just time to You know, talk about how God has been working in your life, and Mm -hmm. um, there's definitely a a a much more (laughs) reverence given to the pastor, right? Mm, Yes, I I know about that on several occasions. Yes, when you give testimonies in, in the black church, you all you always begin it by saying, "I give honor to God, who is the head of my life, and to the pastor, and." Really? Uh, yeah, you always begin that statement wow. with that, and I used to always get in trouble because I would never, <laughs> I would never start it with that. First of all, I, I wasn't trying to say anything, oh, so but, so they would somebody would call on me because they knew I was a pastor, and I guess they, you know, out of out of respect for me as a pastor even at their church they would want me to say something sure right, yeah, right. and i would never begin it that way even though i knew mm, <laughs> that yes. was the you know proper way to to greet the or start the testimony <sighs> uh in okay. the black church and okay. so yeah there's there's very there's less structure yeah there's time for other people to speak other than the paid professional pastor right or um the worship leader, and and there, there's even sometimes there's like request for music from the floor. Oh wow, And yeah. They'll start a song sure, from yeah. the floor, mm-hmm. and you just get mm-hmm. on in and start singing it. And so yes, that's yeah, right. There's was, no like time restraint on things. Yeah,
1: I have a story on that one. So yeah. I, when I was in the youth group w- way back in the day, we went we went on a mission trip, and we were in Gary, Indiana, which was a you know uh, primarily African American community. Yes. we were working with a church there, and went went to a church service. You know and so it's different i mean i was a young white you know i had no idea you know as far as you know and so it was a, it was a different service from anything i had experienced before and uh in the middle of the service like the the um, i don't know who if he was like the choir guy or the lead he just said um all right i think i want to I think I want the choir to sing. Choir, come up here. And I mean, like, people just ran up. I mean, like, yeah, 30 people just stood up and went up there. And he said, uh, today, anybody, you know, what do you guys want to, you know, and like somebody yelled out something like, all right, let's sing that today. And I mean, they just took off. Right. And it was like the best choir performance ever. <laughs> yes. And I was like, did they even practice that? No, I mean, like, was no, no, that no. even planned or prepared? They that. It was to that. totally spontaneous. Right. And I was so weirded out. I'm like, I'm sitting there fumbling through my bulletin, you know, trying right. to find an order of service, you know, because I'm where the words. Right? I know. I'm like, I'm so used to a different, you know, just that. Honestly, I think we. I mean, I really believe that one of the goals of the leadership in the white church is to avoid any kind of spontaneity in the corporate worship. Oh service. man,
0: we will make up verses to songs.
1: No man, we we trying to do everything we <laughs> yeah. can. We're gonna add verses to, to songs follow the bulletin as closely as we possibly can. Yes, that's that is the goal. Which, as we said, has, has led to different things. I mean, I think part of the charismatic movement came out of kind of a response to that, right? right. Control of the service, and it's like, hey, we we got to do something different here. Yeah. All right. So so let's 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 kind of explore some of this. H- how do you think these di- differences developed?
0: I would say in the in the black church, uh, a lot of these differences develop just from our our experience um, mm-hmm. in America and our um, history in Africa. Yes. So when, when you think about. Kind of worship in in Africa are just um, celebrations in Africa. They are very exuberant. Yeah, that's right. A lot of dancing, A yeah. lot mm-hmm. of upbeat music, um, a lot of emotions uh, involved in it. And so you have the African influence, and and then you you come over to the United States as as slaves. And so from that you get a lot of expressive, emotional. Uh, music regarding the struggle. So Negro Mm -hmm. spirituals come out of um, like slavery, uh, the struggle that black people had endured as as um, second class citizens in the Mm -hmm. United States. And so you get a lot of emotionalism, uh, not emotionalism, emotions and Mm -hmm. a lot of um, just upbeat worship from those type of things, um, and so the expectation is that when when we have service, it should be uh, joyful, mm. <laughs> uh, exuberant, emotional. That is the the expectation for a a black worship service. Right. Yeah. I don't
1: think we think about this a lot, but I mean, if your life, if you're if you're a slave, yeah. And you correct me if I'm if I'm I'm, I'm kind of speculating here, but uh, you're not having a whole lot of joy throughout the day. Yeah, right. Working, slaving. Um, I mean, you're oppressed all the time, right? right. I mean, it, it, it's constant. And so, worship became kind of this this hour or ha- longer than yeah. an hour, right? As long as the, as, long as long as we as long as we can, right? Of of being out of that, of of looking to Christ, of of realizing that there's there's joy beyond this life, right? And in, and 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 obviously there are spirituals that kind of express that, right? That, that hurt and that you know the 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 oppression and those types of things, but it's almost as if they they wrote a lot of those. To be times of joy. Like they wanted there to be joy.
0: And there is a heavy emphasis in a lot of the spirituals in regards to the afterlife. Well, we know this life is not That's good, right. yeah. but we know the life to come is going to be hmm. glorious. Yes. I mean, and then, you know, the, a lot of the differences develop because, well, this is our time, hmm. right? I'm, I don't, I'm not having to be told what to do during this time. Like, this yeah. is how they worship. so we can do what we want to do uh, during our time so a lot of it is we we don't want to worship in the way that they Mm. worship too yeah that's good Um, we want the ability to i mean you think about like a lot of uh black churches came we talked about this in black church white church like Mm -hmm. the third episode we did but Mm -hmm. a lot of the black churches came out out of white churches Right. where they weren't able to express themselves and weren't able to um, do mm-hmm. things the way that or have they cult their culture represented it represented mm-hmm. it. so when they had the opportunity to do things their way of course it was different than what they yeah what they had experienced in the white church yeah how would you say it developed in 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 the white church how how yeah does the form of worship that we have generally in white churches yeah. how did that develop
1: i mean i think I mean, I'm no expert, Kenny, so I mean, this is mostly just my opinion here, but but I mean, I, I think, you know, some of it was, I mean, obviously it was, I mean, European, right, the European influence yes. on uh, the church in America, particularly, um, and I, I think there was a, you, know, you had denominations developing, you had denominations developing training centers, seminaries, I mean, m- most of the Major universities that were first started in our country were started by churches or denominations, right? Um, and so, if you were going to be a pastor, you you went, you got trained, yes. you got trained in a certain way of doing things, right? And so, and then you and then you left, and maybe you went to a city somewhere, or maybe you, um, you know, maybe you went somewhere rural, rural, you know, outside of the city or close to where you were studying, and. And even there, you had an influence on maybe other pastors who weren't able to go and do education or whatever because you you had, and so I think there was some, uh, I think I think in that way, kind of a certain, um, I mean what we I mean you would call liturgy right, a certain yeah. way of worshiping, a way of just style, and I think it became very formal and very kind of, um, I mean it. Perhaps following even culture to some degree, that there was kind of this right, this reverencing of God. We want to be very. I mean, uh, you can even see that in architecture, right? Yeah. And in the way they build church buildings, like there, there is this reverencing, um, right? Of almost a quietness. Yeah. Um, and some of that's good. I mean, I think that's some of that's right. But Absolutely. Then it, but then, in another sense, you can take that too far. You know, yeah. you can you can go too far, and it becomes a f- formality. Like I think what's what's really weird to think about is that probably for most people the, the white church service, for most white Americans, the white church service was kind of the boring time of the week. Oh. Uh, really they, they weren't necessarily looking forward to that, but they mm. knew they had to go, right? Yeah. They, they wanted to follow Christ and um, you know, and they were they were looking forward to the hopefully they were looking forward to the sermon and, and yeah and learning. But I don't I don't know if there was this like you know like within the African American culture like there is this this is the one time of week where we get to just express yeah. ourselves and love the lord and be you know and so i think there's a marked difference between kind of how yeah the whole right. approach uh-huh. i mean the mental approach even yeah. you know like this is a time of exuberance and joy and whereas yes. for the white church it was a time of reverence and and you know let's be quiet kind of you know and um and so, again, I think that's such a weird—such uh, an odd contradiction—or not contradiction, but it's just an, an odd difference between uh, kind of the two yes. approaches. And I, and I, th- I do—one of the questions I wanted to ask you, so the, kind of the high church, what I would call high yeah. church, very formal, we're going to follow the bulletin. I mean, even within SBC, which is not considered high church, um, we follow the bulletin, brother. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're going to follow the bulletin, right? Right, and right. So, um, I mean— you know and I, and I know you know many would would point to you mm-hmm. know paul's language of you know god's not a god of chaos he's right. a god of order you know and so we're going to take that and run with that as far as we possibly can <laughs> he's and laid it, it out for you that's man that's right ignore everything else yeah. that's said in first corinthians 12 13 and 14 right we're just going to going to really hold on to that um but i but but i but i so I, my question to you is is were there are there any denominations or churches that uh, groups of churches within the black community that have kind of
0: gone the high church route? Yeah. I would say not, if there is, there certainly would be a minority of, of churches or denominations. I don't know of any right off the top of my head, hmm. because I think what you have with the black church is that many of the pastors are untrained, hmm. I mean, they are. There's a different. They haven't gone to. They haven't gone to seminary. Mm -hmm. They haven't been formally trained by their denominations. Okay. They're they're usually not in denominations where there is a um, central control at all. Right. right. There's usually local church autonomy, Mm -hmm. Uh, and so there's not really. Formal training in how to do a service—you you you're usually going to get your training from the local church, yeah, Whoever you you're going to do, under, whatever you've seen, yeah. right? Whatever mm-hmm. you've seen, mm-hmm. and so in many cases that has been um, a, a less a less structured yeah. service. Yeah, okay, we're just going to open it up and mm-hmm. and we're going to let the spirit move. Like that—that's right. the language that is used. Like yeah. we're going to allow room for the spirit to to move. Now that that may look. Uh, like emotionalism yeah. in, in a lot of cases, like chaos mm-hmm. in a lot of cases. But mm-hmm. that is the language that is used. Um, so, yeah, a high church where where you actually need to be educated in how to do this service, how to read the liturgy, who does what, when, and and how long should it take and all that stuff. Yeah, that's generally not going to happen in a black church just simply from um, how it started and yeah. I mean, just the history of uh, black people in America. Hmm. Yeah. So, brother, let's move on from and talk specifically about preaching. OK, like the difference yes. in preaching. And um, there there was a time when uh, we, we did joint services with another church in town and I was scheduled to go to their church yes. and preach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember there, it was this white brother who comes up to me as like, hey, Brother Kenny, I am so ready for. For some black preaching, man, I am ready Mm -hmm. for it to, Mm -hmm. you know, for some fire to come from the Mm -hmm. pulpit. And I'm like, I don't think you know me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I always go back. I mean, I always go back to Kenny's statement to me when we first started talking. He said, we are the whitest black church in all of all of our city. So Kenny's like, I am the
0: whitest black preacher. I'm the whitest black preacher you're 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 probably going to ever hear. I I get emotional, but I'm not. But he had. A, a expectation, right. kind of, a, for what a, a black general pra- this is what, yeah. what a black pastor should preach like, yes. mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and and I know some white pastors who who preach a certain way, and they say they preach like a black pastor. They mm. preach with a certain emotional, yeah. you know, a certain <laughs> exuberance, and <laughs> and they refer to themselves as preaching like a black pastor. And so um, there's an expectation in in society of how how white. Churches and how Black churches um, handle preaching. Yes. So, so what would, how would you describe um, preaching in the white church?
1: Well, again, there's, there's a challenge in that. I mean, a challenge for both of us in that it's so varied. I mean, now, um, I think typically in the churches that I've been a part of and that I've have grown up in, you know, um, you know, you're going to read the Bible, you're going to try to make some points, you know, two or three points, you know, from there, you know, it's, what is it, three points in a poem, you know, I mean, you're going to, I've said under a lot of that kind of, kind of type of preaching, you know, you're going to close with some kind of story or a poem or something. And, um, it, it's, it's pretty structured normally, you know, sometimes the structure is not as clear as I want it to be, but, uh, you know, that, that's kind of the thing. I mean, I, I this is kind of a whole different discussion, but um, at least in my experience, there hasn't been a ton of what I would call exposition. It's more topical type, you know, yeah. type of focus. Now in seminary and in conferences and places like that, I'm, I hear more ex, you know, more exposition and an emphasis on that. But it, but it's, um, and, and there are guys that are emotional yeah you know but normally it's that you know within the white church it's the hellfire and brimstone guy uh-huh right he's he'd be angry yeah my, my <laughs> brother is angry <laughs> yes he ain't he's not like up there and full of joy he's right. up there full of anger right you know and so angry at the culture which i think is uh yeah you know or you know he's warning us that we don't want to go to hell and, right. and all those kinds of things you know i mean so but i but i do think that's Maybe more in the rural settings, probably not. I mean, that's just probably depend depends on the preacher or whatever. But, uh, but I I have, I don't know. I think that's probably how I would say it. Not not as much emotion when it when there is emotion. It seems like there's more, um, uh, more more sometimes leans towards the towards the anger side of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah. So so obviously we kind of have this stereotype of black preaching. How would you yeah. characterize that?
0: I would say, um. Just from a stylistic point mm-hmm. of view, yeah. there's a certain cadence, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. There's a certain cadence that is expected um, from a from a black pastor. I mean, it's been it's been imitated and it's been um, modeled for mm. a yeah. lot of people, and that's what they pick up on. So they yeah. develop a cadence. Um, towards the end, usually of a of a sermon, mm-hmm. you're going to get him and and kind of the. You know, we're really going to bring this cadence in. It's going to really gonna, get exciting. Okay, we're going to really it's gonna um, escalate, right? escalate. It's going to get. It's, it's going to get. Yeah. It's going to be a distinct <laughs> difference between that that part of the sermon and the beginning. The beginning of the sermon. Sure. Yeah. And there's nothing. And and there's sometimes there's an expectation of music is being played in the middle. of... Like, while the sermon yes, is going on, right. there is mm-hmm. music going on that's with right. the sermon. Yep. I, don't, I don't think I've ever experienced that in, in mm-hmm. a white church. No, I, no, I, that's very and different. for me, you know, not being a tradition or what people would expect the black pastor, it is very distracting. <laughs> if somebody yeah. started to play, like, I think one at, at one point in time, somebody did start to play because they <laughs> thought I was building up to that uh, point. Oh, they're trying
1: to build you like, up, brother. yeah. Uh, uh, that ain't about to happen, bro. Somebody brother. was like, man, he's preaching like a white man. Get over there and play the organ. <laughs> right, Somebody right. play the organ and maybe that'll help right. him. It'll, it'll spur him on, right? needs to get fired up. Like, nah, you know? that,
0: ain't, that ain't about to
1: happen, bro. Kenny, like, could you stop playing the organ? I'm still trying to finish right. my sermon here.
0: I think one <laughs> distinction, though, one distinction that I've noticed from, from black preaching, and, and it, I think I probably do hold to this more, is that we are more willing to talk about um, kind of justice issues oh yeah
1: yeah i think that's true
0: very much so and um i think that makes you know why white brothers and sisters kind of uncomfortable absolutely yeah yeah yeah. and Mm so i think more like we're going to deal with those things more often and i think there's an expectation for us to deal with those things more often Mm. Uh, and i think we can steer too far to Where we lose the gospel, yeah. where the gospel becomes yeah, yeah. whatever justice issue mm-hmm. um, we're preaching on. But I think that as points of application, we are definitely more willing. Well, most of the sermons are going to be topical. Yeah. Um, we're, yeah, yeah. We're going to, and you might get like four or five sermons within, <laughs> yeah. okay. within one sermon. Yeah, right. Yeah. You're going to, okay. you, we're going to uh spring spring golf one scripture and jump into another one and yeah you'll you'll get uh a couple sermons at least into one hmm. so, I mean I mean those are, once again very much generalizations, but yeah, I think that is the that has been the expectation for a while within the black church
1: well let's let's kind of shift okay so how do we i mean obviously what we're trying to do here with the podcast and what we're trying to do at our church and and in our lives is to to really fight for diversity. I mean, I think we both recognize these are these are pretty serious obstacles yeah. to to the church becoming diverse. Yes. Because there are some pretty serious um expectations and things that people struggle with in order that are gonna have to be overcome. This these are these are issues that are gonna have to be overcome. Right. Uh if the church is truly gonna be diverse. So what do we what do we do? We don't you know, just got a few minutes left. What what's some what's some basic ways that we could try to start attacking this and, and really move towards diversity?
0: Yeah. I think, you know, we talk about leading with grace a lot, but I think it's really important if we are going to not let these things divide us because Mm. we, we need to think the best about one another and one, and the differences in the way that we worship, we need to be able to look at those things as pluses instead of minuses. Yeah. Like, this mm-hmm. is, and I, and I think we can do that. <laughs> um, periodically, we've been able to do that. We would mm-hmm. say, "Hey, this is a nice change of pace." But are we willing yeah. to say, "Right, hey, um, I'm willing to um, see the value in this on a regular basis mm-hmm. for the sake of our unity on right? a weekly basis?" Yeah, on a weekly basis, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. able to to acknowledge that this brings um, glory to God. Um, just because it's different doesn't mean that it's, it's something wrong with it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think we need to leave a grace. What would you add to that brother? Well, I think,
1: and this is kind of building on what you just said. I think the key is, you know, we have to, we have to kind of die to our preferences. Yes. And, and in order to do that, you've got to, you've got to take some time to really acknowledge the difference between a preference and like a biblical principle. Right. Right. I mean, we're not going to compromise on biblical principles. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't I don't want to be okay. I don't I don't want to encourage somebody to be okay with somebody standing up and singing a heretical song. Amen. Right? Yeah. I mean that's not what we're about. But if it's just a preference, right? I'm I'm right. going to get mad because somebody's playing the drums or I'm going to get mad because somebody's expressing themselves or, you know, uh, maybe they don't end the song exactly where it's supposed to end or maybe right. they right? I mean I'm no, like that is a preference, you yeah. know. And uh, I think we have to do a better job of identifying what those are, identifying how much we love them. and hold, I mean, we all have sacred cows yes. when it comes to corporate worship. Right. You know, and it's this kind of, I'll put up with anything, but if they change this, I'm out. Or if they try to do this, I'm not going to, you, you know. Right. And as long as we do that, man, there's going to continue to be division. I or,
0: think. or we do, you know, go, go even crazier and be like, well, i just come in for the sermon oh kind of yeah yeah, right. <laughs> yeah yeah It's yeah. like I've... no that's not going to be helpful
1: right yeah that's right yeah that's right yeah what else I think what, would you add would you add anything else there
0: yeah i, I think you know really making sure that we i'm just going to underscore what you said about making sure that what we believe is biblical versus not just our our preference yeah and just really um <laughs> be able to Identify that and not just uh, assume that the way that we do it is absolutely right Mm. and that any other way is wrong. Yeah. I think a good thing to, to read, you know, I think First Corinthians 12, 13, 14 is important. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned that earlier, but the Psalms. Yeah. When you start to read the Psalms and you, you know, listen to all the instruments that yeah. they they mm-hmm. have <laughs> involved there and just yeah. some of the wording and expressions that they have in, in their worship to God. I, I, I think that's important for us to realize that, hey, maybe the way that we worship, that mm-hmm. we think <laughs> that we think it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. is even completely different from the way that they worshipped then. Yeah. And the way that they worship in First Corinthians is probably different than we worship now. So yeah, what makes right. different wrong, mm-hmm. right? right? Different doesn't necessarily mean wrong. So,
1: And I think I would say, too, like, just because you're uncomfortable in a worship service doesn't mean that what's happening is wrong. Yeah. Now, it can be. Right. I, I mean, you know, it can be that the Holy Spirit is saying, hey, look, this is, you know, this is going in a direction that's not, it's not faithful. Not... But again, that, that all comes back to, is this biblical? Are we disobeying the scriptures? Are we going, but, but just because there's a, you know, just because people around you are clapping and that makes you feel uncomfortable. Like, right. That doesn't mean that clapping's wrong. Yeah. You know, like, um, so I, I think there, are, we're not very, it's almost like, I just want to go to a place where I feel comfortable. Yeah. But diversity doesn't always feel comfortable. Amen to that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you got to be willing to push through some of that uh, to try to get to a point where you can can love on people who aren't like you and don't value things or don't um necessarily agree on all your preferences. So yeah, all right, brother. Well, what's our uh, what is our let me let me get the uh, let me get the question queued up. Um, so diversity today,
0: resource first, brother.
1: Oh yeah, give us our diversity. <laughs> sorry, give us our diversity resource today.
0: Yeah, diversity resource today is a journal from Nine Marks. Um, called Multi-Ethnic Churches, and it's going to deal with um, some of the issues that um, we have when it comes to unity and just, you know, give us some good examples about um, how we can have racial reconciliation within the church.
1: Cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, we we love Nine Marks and thankful for a lot. Of, man, they produce a lot of really good stuff, and so hopefully that'll be helpful. Towards yeah.
0: you, so, do,
1: do, do. You know what that sound means, Kenny. <laughs> yes, do, I do. Wait, I gotta get it. Come on, let's do it better like this. Doo, doo, doo. Oh, there, well, there we it go. Is. There it is. That's we got it, it. Took me some time there. So, all right. So our crazy question for today. We've been talking about corporate worship, and so this is a this is an interesting one. Here's our crazy question, Kenny. What is the worst corporate worship service? that you have ever attended
0: man there's a lot of nominees for this uh award when it comes to me (laughs) the anti-award yeah i think i'm going to go with uh one time before the merge okay um, you came um, to trinity baptist and you're like good (laughs) great came to this church called trinity (laughs) no it was not trinity but we went to another church for like a joint service for from churches in the community yeah and man um they gave so many offerings, and it was like, it was offerings to where, <laughs> to, to where you had to get up and walk in front of the church. Oh, wow. Like, they expected everybody to get up and walk in front multiple of the church. Multiple offerings. Yes, where you have to get up and walk and, and give your offering in front of everybody. <laughs>
1: so, like, wait, wait. So, like, people are going multiple times? Yeah,
0: you go, you're go. getting up out of your seat, and you're going, and it's very, very orderly. You're going okay. by rows. All right. Like, and you're dropping your offering into a basket. So you know you you better come with a bunch of dollars. So you just can drop dollar, <laughs> drop a dollar in every time. Oh man! So yeah, you have that. But then the preacher, oh man,
1: that's bad. He started that's, out well. Then yeah. he
0: just, I mean, long winded, just. So uh, mm. biblical in what he was mm. saying, and yeah. and so what what we did was like I sat in the back. Usually, when you go to a joint service like that, they want the pastors to go to the front, like right. and I'm sit on the in stage. the king's chair. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, nope, no. not doing that because I may have to leave.
1: Yeah, right. You knew going in there could be a there could be a, a point you can have to eject the service, right? And we all, leave. like
0: everybody from the church, we all looked at each other at the same time, and there's wow. like twelve of us in there. We all look at each other at the same time and i give the signal like yeah, let's go let's go thumbs <laughs> let's go. out and right? we all right point wow. towards the door we all get up oh, and just straight goodness. up walk out of this place man <laughs> it was bad
1: <laughs> oh kenny i, I mean there, it's you know like i want to i just wish i could have experienced some of those things to see what what all was going on now that i know you um right cool, cool. what about all you right. brother well i um so i when I was in college, you know, I, I it's kinda when I first begin to think through like what is a good sermon or what is good music or what yeah. it, you, you know, like before then everything was great. I just loved, you know. And so sometimes that's bad because I can be over judgmental of services, you know. Right. And so I try to be careful with that. But um but anyway, around this time I was in college, I I I I would go to like youth events or revival events, you know, stuff like that. And uh, and I'd already begin to kind of realize there were some things about those that I did not did not appreciate, and and I and I had already realized too, like, hey, if you're gonna preach, you got to be clear on the gospel. Yes. Right. If and yes. especially if you're gonna give a gospel, if you're gonna give an invitation at the end of the service, like we people need to know what's happening. Yes. You know that they've died, that they um, that they're sinners. Right. That they um, that they that the Lord should judge them for their sin. Right. Right. You got to talk about sin, you know, and you got to talk about Jesus dying on the cross for their sins, being raised from the dead. You've got to talk about repentance and faith. Yes. Right. Got to do those. Things. Um, but but I so I went to the service and I mean, the guy did none of that. Wow. You know, he told some stories. He. You know, uh, pulled on our heartstrings, you know, th- those kinds of things. And then he launched into the invitation. And uh-huh. I was already upset, right? right. I'm already mad because I'm like, he didn't preach the gospel and blah, blah, <laughs> blah. You know, and so probably my pride coming out a whole lot. But then it became one of those invitations where I could tell his goal was to get every single person in the room. And there were, there was a lot. Like it's yeah. a pretty big deal. He was going to get every single person in the room up front, right? We're all going to be up front. We're going to be laying down. And so yeah. he just kind of keeps listing things. Right, uh-huh. he's like, if you need to ask Jesus into your heart, you know, come down. And I'm like, what does that even mean? And then he's like, if you know, if you need to love Jesus more, come down. You know, if you need to, you know, if you've been in sin, you know, and and maybe you need to re- confess your sins, you know, you come down. And you me, didn't, you,
0: you didn't I, need to love Jesus more,
1: dude. I'm standing there like an oak. I was like, they're gonna have to bring the ushers, the deacons, and they're gonna have to drag me down there. Cause I I can love Jesus right. more. I can love him just as more right here standing here. I am not going down front. You're messing and up
0: his percentages, man. That's what right. I was.
1: Doing? I mean, on purpose. <laughs> right. I mean, it was. It was everything I could do to like start grabbing people around me, saying, "Don't go down. Go. Don't go down there. Don't. It's you're getting. Don't do it."
0: So I don't know if that's the I can, worst. I can picture you, like oh, in college, just being oh, that person. Oh, man,
1: good grief. <laughs> it's probably a lot of arrogance in that. But um, for some reason, that was that one sticks out when I think about hard services that I've attended. Oh, man. All right, we've talked too long today. Hey, thanks, guys, for uh, tuning in. We hope that uh, it's been encouraging you, uh, and uh, we'll see you next week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com.
0: We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.